Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 202 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, we are talking all about the B word, boredom. Boredom and sobriety Is it boring? How it's preventing you from changing your relationship with alcohol? And what do you do once you've changed your relationship with alcohol, but you still kind of feel stuck or you're feeling judged or you're comparing your BS self, that's before sobriety self, to your now current self? Now, let's get into it. Boredom is a real thing. First of all, I want to preface this conversation by saying, you are not boring. First and foremost, you are not a boring person. You have a pulse. Even dead people are, are not boring. You, my dear, are not boring. You've just changed. Now, let's talk about boredom and where it comes from and why this is such a deterrent when you are trying to get sober or when you're thinking about getting sober or changing your relationship with alcohol. Well, boredom stems from comparison. Because if we're thinking about being bored or having nothing to do, or this is a boring situation, what compared to what? What are we comparing it to? And most of the time, I'm going to talk about um, boredom and being called boring when you've changed your relationship with alcohol. Let's just tackle that right here, right now. So, and I get this all the time. In my Ask Me Anythings on Mondays and Fridays, people are always so concerned that they've stopped drinking their friends think they're boring, or they think they are boring. They are afraid to admit maybe that they are boring. First of all, I have to say, you're saying boring like it's a bad thing. 
let's talk about what we're comparing it to. I mean, I, for one, I'm sitting here right now recording this episode. It is a Friday night. I just had a bath. I have a face mask on my face. It is mm, 9.30. Does that sound boring? I mean, probably to other people, but I'm not I'm not comparing myself. I'm not comparing my Friday night to other people. I'm doing what works for me at this present time. And I got to tell you, a bath and a good face mask really hits, really slaps on a Friday night for me. (laughs) So when we get caught up into this kind of narrative of being boring or being bored, what are we comparing it to? Are we comparing it to the wild ways of our past when before we got sober, before, you know, we took this journey and made changes in our lives? Because if we're comparing it to that, I mean, yes, of course, staying in and having a bath and doing a face mask on a Friday night is a totally different scenario than, oh, I don't know, let's say hanging from a chandelier on top of a bar swinging back and forth, pouring shots down people's mouths. A little bit of a different scenario. But we're not here to compare. And I think this is the main takeaway. You really do yourself, and and actually others around you, a major disservice when you are comparing. You're not living in the moment. You're not living in the present moment. You're not appreciating what is going on right here, right now. In fact, you're living in the past. And I think we've made a a really good decision to change our relationship with alcohol because, yes, let's just acknowledge we had exciting times. We had some fun times, right? Or else else we wouldn't kind of keep this up for years and years. You know, we had to have some payoff, some good things that happen. But you're comparing, you're comparing apples to oranges, right? Going forward, how do you want to live? How do you want to show up for yourself? And I think that is, that is the main key here is stop comparing yourself to others or to even previous versions of yourself, because we're not there, right? This is a whole process of growth and expansion, and it's okay to maybe miss those aspects of yourself, and, you know, maybe there are aspects of of your personality that you want to highlight or you want to work on. I know for a lot of people, drinking really makes them feel like they are more outgoing, they're more social, And that can be true in certain situations, absolutely. But that social butterfly is in you. That is a piece of you. And of course, it can be activated a little easier with alcohol, but it just takes maybe a little extra effort. But she is in there. That social butterfly, if that's truly who you want to be and if you want to be that person who is extrovert and out and about and meeting people, you can absolutely make that happen. But I also want to talk about another side of the coin here. 
you don't have to. And what I mean by this is, I know a lot of people are concerned that their friends, family, partner are going to think that they're boring, that they're not this social outgoing party girl who's providing the entertainment for your group. That is also not your job. It is not a requirement for you to be, to hold this, like, it's almost like um, typecasting yourself. You know, that is not your job to show up and be the entertainment for the, for the evening. You know, especially if it's to your detriment, especially if you can only get to that entertainment, you know, paradise if you are wasted or if you're doing things that compromise your peace and your happiness. It is not mandatory for you to be the entertainment. You are not a monkey with symbols. It's not your job. And I know that can be very scary and kind of leave you thinking, well, what am I supposed to do? Good question. What are you supposed to do? What are you? Where? Who are you if you aren't this party girl? And that is, that's a deeper question. That is a deeper kind of rooted issue of the whole thing behind being boring is because you really have to dig into who you are because if you maybe you are boring maybe you don't talk a lot maybe you are a bit shy maybe you are awkward maybe you do lack some confidence maybe you do have social anxiety and And you're saying this like it's a bad thing. These are all very natural, normal qualities in a person. And it is okay to be that person. It is okay to be a little anxious. It is okay to be nervous. Everyone, everyone is. Even if they're, they're not like, even if they don't look like it, everyone gets a little nervous and a little anxious sometimes and a little awkward. And maybe it's having an off day and doesn't feel entirely confident in themselves. And that is okay. You are allowed to be that. You're allowed to feel that. Those are pieces and parts of you. Just like you may have an introvert, introvert part. You might have an extrovert part of you. These are all little pieces of you that make up your whole self. It does not mean that you have to let them override. It does not mean that you have to take on that as your identity. It does not become you. It is a mere piece of you. And we all are made up of many, many different pieces. And sometimes these pieces get a little louder than the other ones. And there's, they're doing that for a reason. Sometimes it's to warn you, sometimes... I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. 
Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flour, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self care. With over 27 years of seaweed infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty free, and climate neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. It's to send you a message. Maybe something needs to be brought to your attention. Maybe it's an old pattern or limiting belief that's on loop. Who knows? But each one of these little pieces are in us for a reason. They didn't just come out of thin air. And the more you get to know these pieces, as opposed to shoving them down, 
like quieting them or stomping on them like you're maybe you do have social anxiety maybe you are a bit shy and you quiet those parts of your mind and quiet those emotions and those feelings by drinking alcohol and what happens to those those pieces well after the alcohol wears off how would you feel if you were getting shoved down and and told to shut up and not be acknowledged you'd be really upset you would probably come back with a vengeance, right? And that's what happens when the alcohol wears off. We tend to have much heightened anxiety. Hangxiety. If you are familiar with that term, hangxiety is when you're hungover and you mix that up with anxiety. It's a beautiful little shitstorm. But by not acknowledging these little parts and pieces of us, that's when... That's when shit gets louder. That's when it gets really difficult. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you, by acknowledging these parts, that they're going to overrun you and r- completely run the show. Actually, quant- that, that doesn't happen at all. What actually happens is these little parts feel heard. They're like, okay, I got a seat at the table. They are not the CEO. They are not making executive decisions. But they do have a place at the table. And if you dig a little bit deeper, you will know, or if you ask yourself those questions, why does this have, why does this feeling or why does this emotion have a seat at the table? Well, we can trace that back to certain things that happened in our childhood that might support those feelings and those reactions in that in certain situations. But I guarantee you by silencing these feelings and these emotions, they're just going to come back and get louder and louder, almost like a pressure cooker until they can't take it anymore. They feel so unseen and so unheard that they just explode. And then you have these emotional reactions. And then that is when that self-fulfilling prophecy props up. And you're like, see, I have anger issues. Or see, I'm just an emotional wreck. I'm just a basket case. I can't control my emotions. Well, you actually have been compressing and controlling your emotions in a maybe somewhat unproductive way but it also takes a lot of courage and it takes time and to be brave to kind of let the lid off that pressure cooker a bit you know let's let the steam kind of siphon out of that pressure cooker so it's not so intense and it doesn't feel so heavy It's not such a violent explosion when a seemingly tiny thing just tips the scales and you break. So there is deeper meaning to being bored or feeling boredom in sobriety. It all kind of comes down to self-worth. It's comparison, 
And it's, it's also feeling judged by the most important person in your life. I'm talking about yourself because we are such hard, harsh inner critics on ourselves, which I think we can all agree with, right? That six inches between our ears is a very dangerous place to be sometimes. But it's even more dangerous when we keep judging ourselves and we keep pushing ourselves and we keep comparing ourselves to what things should look like, what things should feel like, how they used to be, how they should be. It's just a never-ending game and it's a real losing battle, to be honest. So how do we combat boredom? or being bored in sobriety? Well, I think it's really important to first recognize that, you know, the comparison to your BS self, so your before sobriety self, to yourself now, who has changed their relationship with alcohol, um, is very different. It's very different. So building that awareness around change and accepting the differences and what that brings to you and what that means. So when we are using alcohol and substances that are um, triggering us and really dysregulating our nervous system. So when I say dysregulating your nervous system, really high highs and really low lows, right? So when you're drinking, everything's like really, really elevated. You're you know, you're, you're either in a very elated state of mind or your emotions are very, um, just very enunciated, very pronounced. So um, it's just an unnatural state. So you're either really, really high or you can have really, really low lows. It really just magnifies whatever um, underlying feelings or emotions or things that you're going through just jacks up your nervous system. It is an unnatural state to be. So that right there, having those super high highs and super low lows, those peaks and valleys, that is going to create massive instability. And that can feel really exciting. That push and pull, that hot and cold. Think of it as like um, a really... (laughs) a really toxic relationship, right? With someone who is really hot, really cold. You don't really know where you stand with this person, but like you can't seem to get enough because it's like such a, just a hit of dopamine when they text or you finally hear from them or you see them and then they disappear for a couple days, weeks, whatever that may be. It's just, it's unstable. It's inconsistent And it feels exciting. So right off the bat, you are so jacked up. Your nervous system is so dysregulated when you are using alcohol that, of course, it feels exciting. Of course, it feels like you have something going on. It's it's a facade. So comparing that to now, to present day, maybe you are looking at changing your relationship with alcohol or 
you are in the midst of those changes or you have made those changes. So comparing that state of an extremely dysregulated nervous system and now you might be kind of evening out, right? The, the peaks and the valleys aren't as deep, the peaks aren't as high, you have more consistency in life, you know where your phone is, you know what you said last night, you don't have to go on an apology tour, you know, things are really kind of evening out. And do you see how right there is such, such a contrast between drinking and not drinking, right? Just that little bit of stability feels unfamiliar. It feels uncomfortable. Um, you know, it could feel, could feel boring, right? It could feel like there's not much excitement. You don't know, like, you know what's going to happen. That's what's like the clincher, you know, like everyone likes a little bit of mystery. I get it. We are human beings. A little mystery is great. However, too much mystery, too unstable is too much of a stressor on your nervous system. And over time, that can actually make you extremely sick. Um, it, it's, there's studies that have shown that like constant stress doesn't really matter how, like the, the amount of stress. It's just the consistency of that, that nice constant hum of stress is so detrimental to your health and it can affect you mentally, physically, um, spiritually, it can really take you down. So having your nervous system dysregulated, being in a stressful state, thanks to alcohol, is never good. It is not good for your health. We know this, right? We know this information. This is all very logical information. But it impacts your health. And it impacts your habits, it impacts your personality, it impacts your mental health and how you act. And that in turn makes up your person, right? The things that you do regularly, the things that you, the habits that you keep, that turns into your character and your personality. And that makes up who you are as a person. So let's also talk about the judgment and how this can overcome this can overcome the success that you might be finding in sobriety and how it might keep you wandering and longing for more just like the toxic ex after time we forget about the bad things about why we broke up and we start missing all the good things and all the good things start flooding to the front of our mind and how it was and how it could be and how it should be and how it might be because maybe we've changed, maybe they've changed. Honey, they never change. And I'm going to tell you right now, alcohol is the same damn thing. Alcohol has not changed one bit. It won't ever change will always be the same. You're always going to get the same results. Maybe not right away, but eventually it's just going to be the same shit show. 
and that's going to turn in to the same patterns and the same habits. And then that's going to bring forth, you guessed it, the same personality, the same person who keeps showing up, the same uh, values. You're going to slide right back in to that old self. The person who quite frankly, you've outgrown. Okay, my girl, let's talk about some practical ways to not be bored or not be boring. Like I said before, you are not boring. You're not boring at all. But maybe you just haven't tapped into your full potential and the full possibilities and opportunities that life has to offer you. Because honey, it is 2023 and there is a lot of stuff out there. There is a lot of things going on. So I think first and foremost, before giving some general, you know, surfacey suggestions on what to do to not be bored, um, I think we need to get a little deeper. I mean, to look at ourselves and what we're even interested in, what even piques our interest, what even like perks our ears up or wants us to like, look into something a little bit more. And I'm talking about hobbies. I'm talking about um, activities. I'm talking about um, different workout classes. You name it. Anything in this world that piques your curiosity. And now it doesn't have to be something that you're like, oh, yes, oh, 100%. I'm going to love that. I'm that's that's my new thing. That's my new identity. This is who I am. This is what I do. No. Allow yourself a little space, a little room. You got time, girl. You got time, sister. You don't have to, you can try whatever you like. You don't have to love it. You don't even have to like it. You can move on. You can do one class and say sayonara or like, Bon voyage, that's not for me. Next. But you got to allow yourself this space. And we do this very often as adults because we think like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be attached to the results. I'm going to love it. I'm going to pursue this for a couple of years. This is my goal. This is what I've got going on. Ease up, girl. Doesn't have to be like that. Let go of the expectation let go of the outcome. You could probably, you could hate it. And that's great. Hating something and not, not liking something is also great intel and great information for yourself. So what is something that you've always wanted to do? What is something that you've thought about that maybe you've seen on Facebook, on Instagram that looks interesting and you've I've always piqued your curiosity. What could it be? It could be learning a new language. It could be painting. It could be art. It could be learning a new sport. I personally am a huge advocate for tennis. I just started last summer with my first tennis lessons and I am obsessed. I love it. I had no idea what I was doing when I first started. Um, I didn't even really love running, 
to be honest. I thought that I would only be in a running situation if someone were chasing me, okay? So I, I was resistant. I was, you know, quite skeptical. But I really grew to like it. I felt it's, tennis is a very multifaceted and hits a lot of uh, needs and wants for me. So what that looks like is it fits the social aspect. I meet incredible people. I could even be traveling and pick up, you know, um, pick up a tennis game here and there or look for a tennis club to play at um, or check out local courts. There is always ways to meet other people and they're like fantastic people. Tennis is such a great sport. Um, It also hits the physical aspects. I now love to run. Um, My body has completely transformed since playing tennis, um, which I'm still getting used to, FYI. (laughs) Uh, But it is completely transformed. I'm stronger, physically stronger. It has forced me to become mentally strong because tennis is a very frustrating game. You are literally trying to smack a little neon ball between a couple lines and you're trying to hit it as fast as you possibly can and as hard as you possibly can without making that little bugger go out. It's frustrating to say the least, but it really helps calm your mind and it helps conquer those really intense emotions. You know, when things don't go your way, you got to figure out how to remain mentally calm and strong and focused. Um, So tennis just really hits a lot of markers for me. So that could could be also something to think about. Like what What areas in your life are you lacking? What are you looking for? Are you looking for social activities? Are you looking to meet new people? Or are you looking to like do social activities with friends or a partner? You know, think about what you are lacking and maybe what you've been using alcohol to fill in your life and try and fill that with something else because there are so many things out there. Now, my girl, the time has come to you. It is time for you to take action and deep dive into what it is you want, what it is you need in your life, what it is you are interested or curious in. This is the work. This is how I am leaving and sending you off into the world to discover the possibilities and opportunities that the world has to offer. Stay open, stay curious, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave feedback. We love to hear your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide, and head over to asobergirlsguide.com. If you like this episode and you want to do the work, if you want to dive deeper into yourself and live a more rounded, fulfilled full, juicy, yummy life, head to asobergirlsguide.com because we have lots of options to support you in changing your relationship with alcohol. From group coaching programs to our social, to our Sober Girl Social Club, to workbooks and journals to help you uncover and dive deeper 
we got your back. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.